Good morning, everybody. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, 2024. And thanks so much for being with us today. I got an uh, incredible principal to talk to today, Dr. Suzanne Hyatt. Now, Susan, I, I'm pretty sure it's Suzanne, not Susan. Suzanne Hyatt is a Georgia-based principal at Henderson Middle School in Georgia. She's an NASSP, National Association Secondary School Principals Board member, and she's amazing. I think she, from what I know about her, I think she wears a cape to work every day, and just I don't think she drives. She just flies right in, gets into the, go flies in through the window, okay, like Supergirl. Okay, absolutely unbelievable. So, Dr. Hyatt's going to be with us. We're going to be talking about empowering students and staff in school and beyond, and she goes way above and beyond in social-emotional learning, student safety, school culture. We're going to learn all about it. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, the uh, home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. That's over uh, over there. You'll find our podcast, our magazine, Equity and Access, all the information on our Equity Awards, and I hope you do check it out. Everything's free over at ace ed .org. And my second good morning now to Dr. Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Suzanne, right? Not Susan. Suzanne. Yes, Suzanne. And look, the <laughs> wonderful thing is, so, look, I just got married to another principal, so my new last name now is Harris. <laughs> so my name now is Suzanne Harris. Like, very excited about that. <laughs> Congra- congratulations. Thank Suzanne, you. congratulations. What was the big wedding? You said just got married. When did you get married? And It was an October wedding. Fall uh, so four or five months down the line already, and Valentine's yes. Day was yesterday. Yes, <laughs> so yes. it was a wonderful day. But you know what? We we took the opportunity to date our kids, so we took our kids <laughs> out and let them feel what Valentine's Day is supposed to feel like. You know, you have to there set the go. tone for your babies so they'll know what to expect in the future. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday when I was a kid, and I'm much, 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 many, many more muches older than you. We used to have these little packages of Valentine cards you'd buy at the store, and then you'd give them out in your classroom. Right. Okay. So, okay. Which was which sounds good, but the problem was some kids got forty cards, and other kids got three cards. You know, right. the popular kids, so to speak. And it it wasn't really good. I, I don't know if they still do it anywhere, but we they dropped it in my school about a thousand years ago. Okay. And I was thinking that, you know, it was, it was great for some kids and hurtful to others. And uh, that's right. kind of a school memory of Valentine's Day. Okay. From, from, all, from all the way back. But congratulations to you on getting married, that lucky guy. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you know okay. what we did yesterday? Um, so we talk a lot about affirming others and telling, you know, just saying something nice to someone. So during my morning announcements, the task that I gave to the school was for students to email teachers because they can't email each other um, through the school email, but to email their Good. teachers something nice and for the teachers to email students something nice. Oh. And so everybody was receiving positive notes. And then I told them, this is the one day you get to, to pass notes in class if you want to send a note to a friend <laughs> saying something nice. So That's yesterday cool. was was about just taking care of everybody. Uh, I, 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 you know, I read all about you. This is you're amazing, and uh, I'm going to Thank talk you. about those numbers in a second and those that are the, all the things you've done. But it's just uh, what you just said doesn't surprise me about the way you run your school. <laughs> okay, so I believe. I'm speaking of your school, all I have is the word Georgia. Is this in Henderson, Georgia, or is this in Atlanta? Where is this? Where's your so, school, Henderson Middle School? Hen- 
Henderson Middle School is um, located in Butts County, Georgia. The city's name is Jackson, Georgia. And Thank it's um, about an hour south of Atlanta. Jackson, so not too far Georgia. from Atlanta. Yeah, and what's Jackson, the name of the county? Butts County. Butts, B-U-T-T-S. Yes, sir. Okay, because my wife grew up in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Oh, That's why I was wondering yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so but so we're not too County. far from Atlanta, but we're rural. We're like just down, mm-hmm. just below Atlanta, but you know, just enough rural, but close enough to city life if you need it. That's it's what I like. That's exactly little, where yeah. I, that's exactly the way I live. I'm about an hour from Portland, Maine. Okay, right. out, okay. In the, out in the hill country. Okay, so it's oh. just uh, it's the same exact thing, except it's a lot colder here. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. We, we, okay. We're already seeing That's, spring down here. We got flowers blooming and everything. <laughs> well, I guess they might be blooming, but they're under about a foot of snow on my lawn, so Ooh, I don't think they're no, blooming too you. well. What <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> can I tell you? But it's a beautiful day today, and the snow that's on the yes. lawn fell two weeks ago, so it, it just never yes. leaves once it falls. It'll be right, right. It'll it'll go away in about a month or so. Okay, it's a great pleasure to have you here, Doctor Hyatt. Okay, you are a uh, well, you're you're amazing. Is all like that? But read you some stuff here. Okay, she won. Who'd you win an award from about SEL, social emotional learning work at your school? You won so an award. We Go just ahead. won the stage award, and you know what? I'm gonna go blank remembering the acronym. But the organization <laughs> focuses on MTSS. You know, RTI, making sure that students' sure. needs are being met. When you're thinking about the whole child, it's not just focusing on the academics or the behavior side of it, but really, how is this child functioning? What can we do as a team to ensure that this child is going to be successful? And um, so we we featured our building because we're doing so much with social-emotional learning in in addition to the academics piece, in addition to just regular behavior piece. So um, the the organization is called Student Support Team Association of Georgia Educators. And um, so what they, so we presented, yeah, stage. So we presented to them and then they come out to the school because, you know, you can always present data. That's not true. (laughs) So they come out and they actually spent a day. (laughs) Right. They spent a day with us. And they actually saw what we did. What we did, we created our schedule to kind of highlight everything that we do within a month. We highlighted it in one day. Um, So we do a lot, but it all just flows into each other. It's just a part of what we do, um, that it doesn't become like a task for teachers. Like, oh, my God, now I have to do clubs, or oh, my God, now I have to do mentor time. No, it's just part of what we do. Yeah, and you do it well. Let me just read these numbers here. This is what uh, Adam sent me. Oh, uh, over three years, you decrease. How big is your school? How many kids? So we have, but we range from seven fifty to eight hundred, depending okay. on the time of year. And 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 can you give me the, uh, the basic uh, kind of demographics of the school district, the school, whatever? Because this sure. is important. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, um, like I said, we're a small rural town. Um, on average, we have about fifty four percent whites, thirty two percent blacks. Six uh, percent nice. nice. Hispanic, six percent multiracial, um, but we are a hundred percent free and reduced lunch. So we are a Title One school district. Now that's a beautiful that's a beautiful diversity in that school. I got to tell you, right? Okay, that's yes. just great. They, you know, with no, no major feeding those kids, all that sort of stuff. That's so important. Let me read this, okay? Because I wanted to get that point across. Okay, over three years, this is how you won this award, you and your team. Okay, the school decreased referrals. From over 1,500 to 580, from 10 suicide attempts, 10.
suicide attempts is something I hate to read, and 40 right. self-harm incidents to zero, from 10 to zero, okay, and suicide attempts, and, and from 40 self-harm to two self-harms. And you minimize, this is key these days, chronic absenteeism. Okay. Right. Now that's you know as we know this is all social emotional stuff etc. But it, it takes a great leader to do it and a great team working with that leader. How'd you do it? This is uh, it's wonderful that you were able to do this. Talk so about. So I'm going to confess you to you. I have to confess. So after COVID, so as a I'm, I consider myself an instructional leader, right? Um, in my training, it's about getting results, the academic results, academic achievement. You know, can they read? Are they doing math on level? Right. That was the focus of principalship before COVID. But what COVID did was threw a curveball, and I'm thinking that I'm not the only principal who went through this. Um, no, you are not. It threw, a, it threw a curveball that I did not know how to lead in an environment where students were struggling on a social emotional le- learning level, I did not have the skills. So like, I really was going to get out of the game. I'm not going to lie to you because I said, I, I, I'm not going to be successful because I don't know how, but how we did it, we started with staff training. Um, thank God for Esther funds. Um, yeah. You know, what wow. they call it COVID funds or whatever, but yep. thank God for those funds you know because we were able to, <laughs> we were able to, um, uh, pay for some training uh, called Capturing Kids' Hearts. And I'm not advertising, no. but it was the, the no, idea no, no. of... It's fine. It's okay, fine. so the idea of understanding that I and the teachers did not have the skills in how to help students emotionally or socially emotionally, we had to go look at what we needed to do to grow. So we, we got training Capturing Kids' Hearts. We learned as a staff how to build positive relationships with our students, but most importantly, we started with ourselves, with each other. How do we build relationships with each other? Because guess what? My teachers were, spouses were losing their jobs. My teachers, spouses, yep. um, oh, sorry, uh, extended family members, might, they might have lost people to COVID. So they were going through their own struggles. You know what I'm saying? And they had to come here to this building and be um, emotionally intact for the kids. So we had to make sure that we took care of each other and checked on each other. So that's the first thing that we did. We grew ourselves on how to build positive relationships. The second thing we did, we had to learn how to be slow to punish and quick to understand, even if the consequence is inevitable. Um, Because a lot of the times, even when kids come to my office, and my office is not a a punishment uh, zone anymore. When kids are here, they got to come to my office. They don't, it's just not a scary place. Because when they come here, my question usually is, but why? Why did you do it? And when you get to the, the root cause, mm. it's usually some, it's either I didn't think before I acted or yeah. the, whatever the person did really affected me, but you didn't talk through it, so therefore you reacted. So we are slow to punish now and quicker to understand, wow. even if I'm going to punish you in the end. And matter of fact, because we talk about the why and how to do better the next time, the kids take their punishment with a little bit more grace <laughs> mm-hmm. because now they understand mm-hmm. where they went wrong. Um, and then the other thing that we did was we 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 taught teachers how to breathe life into themselves and to huh. each other. Um, I remember when we started talking about affirmation. So I always try to lead by example first, and then I get to teach. I try to train up the teachers, and then I try to train up the students. So how I do my morning announcements, I do a virtual morning announcement so the kids can see me. 
and then we come on screen and they tell me something good because I want my kids to focus on positivity. Even if you slept on the floor last night, what's mm. something positive that happened that you can share? So I started with my teachers saying, hey, teachers, I want you to start affirming yourselves. And my teachers struggled. They didn't even know how to affirm themselves. So can you imagine, we don't know how to do that for ourselves, but we want our kids to think positively and tell themselves something good, right? So once I trained the teachers on how to really start building themselves up, then then I moved on to the students. I asked students, see how we do it? Now I want you to do it. So like yesterday, I told my kids, you know, even if you don't have a Valentine, you have yourself. So I'll go around and say, who's your Valentine? Yeah. I don't have one. I said, yes, you do. You have yourself. <laughs> Take care of yourself today. Give yourself sure. an extra scoop of ice cream. You know, treat yourself. And um, the last thing that we did in order to get our building to this point is really having collective teacher efficacy. Do we really believe that we can affect kids in a positive way? And I had to get them to believe in themselves in that regard. And, well, um, you're, once saying, you're believing, saying, Suzanne, you're saying this, I, I got to tell you something, you're saying this in short sentences, but what you did is miraculous, okay? These things are not easy to do. No, okay? I want to give you full credit for this, okay? You can say it in one sentence, but it, it's, it's, it's a heck of a lot more than one sentence, okay, right. of what you did, all right? And I'm, I'm curious, how did you... And this is an important thing, and, I, and what you said, you know, the, the, from the top down, the teachers, how the teachers go affects the kids, okay? Right. And the teachers yeah. went through hell with COVID, believe me, okay? So, uh, you know, how did you, what what you do? How'd you, how'd you, and, you know, again, it's social-emotional, but they can't do social-emotional teaching until they get social-emotional learning themselves. they got to right. understand this. You know, just give one example of something that you did or some anecdotal you remember that, that, that allowed your staff to say, Oh yeah, we can do this. Can you retain um, it? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can give you a, so I always believe in if you change experiences, it will change beliefs. And if you change beliefs, it will change actions that lead to results. Right. Um, so before COVID, the cafeteria used to be one of the sore spots for our teachers. That's where you would have fights or no, problems. You know, yeah. teachers in yeah. middle school, it's still, um, they still have to monitor students during lunch. It's supervised lunch. And, you know, you're trying to have your lunch and you're having to, your head is on a swivel because you're trying to see if anything's going to happen. So COVID helped out a bit. Exactly. So COVID helped out because we were eating lunch in the classroom. Um, But after a while, as our funds are going down, so we can't keep funding box, closed boxes to take lunch to the room. So now we have to get back in the cafeteria. So now my teachers are like, we don't want to go back. I said, you have to trust me. So my team and I sat down and we said, okay, what are the issues that you used to cause to fights and stuff? And we figured out what those things were and we made adjustments. I asked the teacher, we, cre- we arranged the tables into squares so that you like one class pod, like each class will sit in that, within that square. And the teacher will sit on the corner of that setup so that they can monitor their kids. But it was also intentional. Our kids want to talk to adults. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the kids have access to their teachers, and they would be able to sit with the teachers, talk with the teachers, and the teachers would get to know the kids outside of academics. Like, what did he do yesterday, et cetera, et cetera. And once the teachers started doing that, the cafeteria wow. is one of the most peaceful places in our building. Wow. And we're talking about 150 kids in the cafeteria at any given moment. And you can go in there and sit and probably can't find the teachers because the teachers are amongst the kids, and they're talking and they're bonding. And... um 
But once they started experiencing that, that, you know, you're telling me if I build a relationship with a kid, then it's going to be easier for me to deal with a kid. Yes. Yeah, so now it, it just kind of. Exactly. Yeah, so so yeah. that kind of helped. <laughs> And, you know, your kid, now just let me, I'm curious about this. I asked you about the demographics of your uh, students. What about the demographics of the teachers? Okay. Are they all um, uh, experienced teachers? I mean it this way. Are they all experienced teachers, newer teachers? How did that work out? So when I first got here, they hired double-digit teachers back in the day. And we were hiring non-traditional um, certification teachers. Um, mm-hmm. Because, sure. you know, when, you're, when your school has a reputation, you have to, you got to earn the right to get people to want to come back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I think it's got a good reputation so, now. Right. So yeah. once we started yeah. rebuilding our reputation, we don't have double-digit teachers. We don't need double digits anymore. Um, I think right now I have one teacher leaving. Sorry, two teachers leaving. Um, so my demographic, when you talk about um, in terms of more vet- veterans versus newer teachers, yeah. I probably have the youngest teacher I have in the building in terms of years of experience is probably two years. And, but that teach that person was also a paraprofessional in the building. So they've been in my building oh, for wow. four years. Yeah. So most of the people they in my building are veterans um, because now they're staying because they're vested in what we have going on here. And, and the, the beauty of it is my more veteran teachers are yeah. so receptive of my younger teachers that way, so therefore, it's not like you have old teachers who don't want to do, and then young teachers who are doing too much. It's like everybody's just everybody's helping you know, out. Everybody's helping out. It's beautiful. You, you need a huge congratulations here. I hope they appreciate oh, you for goodness' sake. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're managing a lot of things there. There's a lot of balls in that air, okay? And you got to manage that and make it work. And it's all filtering down. I mean, I just think it's uh, it, it, it's absolutely incredible. I have to ask. How do the kids react to this? Okay, and I know that obviously things are things are better, but I know you foster a lot of open communication and all that sort of thing. Just talk about, you know, that and how all that works. I mean, if a kid's having trouble with a teacher, and that does happen sometimes, a kid and teachers don't get along. Okay, right. if a kid's having trouble with other kids, I mean, you know, there's a million personalities going on there. How do you make it all work? How we make it all work is. The, one, the first thing is that we make sure that teach students feel seen and heard. Um, That's good. I don't, I don't like uh, an environment where kids can't speak up for themselves. Um, so advocacy is very important for me. Self-advocacy is very important for me. So, I, so anytime we get a, a new kid, I introduce them to how students have access to me as a principal. Like you don't have to think that I'm the principal and I'm out of reach. So I have a folder in my email where students can email me and say, hey, I'm having an issue with so-and-so. Can you please call me to the office? I would wow. like to talk to them. So I give them space for, one, wow, advocating, because they might email me and say, I don't like the course I'm taking. Can I please change? <laughs> um, so it they happens. have access to it's me. It's okay. Yeah. It happens. So they come, and then, um, like, I had a group of boys with me today, and one said, you can't put me in a class with him because we're about to do some class changes for, for um, a non-behavior reason. And he said, you can't put me with this person. I said, can I call the person up so we can talk? And the person came up, and we had a whole discussion, and now we're wow. good. So they have access. Also, kids can advocate for counseling. Um, so the counselors have an, an app in the class links where students can click on it, fill out a form, 
a Google form and it sends it to the counselors and the counselors call the students in and it asks them like if they have a if they have issues with their peers or if they have a need like a, if they need food or whatever or if they're having if they're wow. struggling with academics. Yeah. So it's it's about giving kids access. And then like I said, teachers are sitting with kids. They're not separated from kids anymore. So, Wait, so they, they have them. access to adults. They yes, they them. have access to adults, yes. And the beauty yeah. of what we do is I don't care if you're certified or uncertified, I don't care if you're the custodian or the front office staff, every adult is an adult in this building that can speak to kids. And that makes a difference because the cafeteria worker might connect with a student. And they Absolutely. might be the one that can help that child. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's I do know how what we, you're saying, and you know what you're doing. And this is very schools. And just as I'm thinking about this, schools, at least certainly when I was in them, and I think to a great extent even today, schools tend to be reactive. A right. kid gets in a fight, and they react to it. Okay, the right. disciplinary, and so to speak. Nobody likes that, but that's kind of the way it is. Okay, right. But you're being proactive. Okay, right. you're you're eliminating the problem before the problem starts. Right. Okay. And Scott, it, you know, the proactivity is much more important than the reactivity. It right? is it's so much more important. <laughs> it makes it easier. It just, it just right. makes it so much easier to go, to go through all this. You know. Right. And I, I mean, can it, give you one. I can give you another example. Go ahead, um, please. At the, at the beginning of the year, we noticed that we had quite a bit of students who were coming from the elementary school into sixth grade with more than four referrals. And my well, sixth grade, well, is a referral a discipline. Yes, office, yes, sir. A discipline referral. Don't and, call me. Um, that's my. That's my. All my southern friends call me sir. You can just call me Larry. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Larry. <laughs> it's, it's a, a Jamaican in me as well. It's a southern I'm thing. It's a southern it, thing. Ja- it is. Yeah, and I'm Jamaican yeah. as well. So add both of them oh, there together. There you go. And it's, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But, Where in um, I had now you said it. Where in Jamaica? Where were you born? I'm from Kingston, Jamaica. I grew up. I was I've been there. there. I've actually been to Kingston. For real? I'm okay. Yeah. The hustle and the bustle of Kingston. And I came to America yep. for, for college, so yep. that's how I got here. <laughs> but go. uh, we went line by line through all of their referrals to see what exactly were they getting written up for. And we realized that our students who had four more referrals were struggling with self-management and just social awareness, you know. And um, so we put them into small groups with our counselors. And I, when we looked at our data, I think we only maybe have three out of the group of kids or the, out of the two groups of kids who, you know, went back. We, that did not progress as we wanted them to, but wow. everybody else are off the radar. They're not represented in our discipline referral like they used to be. So that, you know, in talk, talking about being proactive, you know, we have to hit them early so we can give them the skills that they need to, right. to really get through the school year. Yeah, this is amazing. And I want to bring up something else, which is important. Uh, you know, I sent this show up. It's so great to talk to you, Suzanne, from uh, NASSP, National Association of Secondary School Principals. You're an NASSP member. How long have you been yes, a board sir. member? Excuse me, a board member. How long have you been doing so that? Is, That's a lot. This is my first year as a board member. I'm so excited about that. So, um, yeah. Yes, it's my first year, and I, just the, the ability the ability to to advocate for educators yeah. around the country is very very important to me. So, um, it's my first year and. I look forward to being a part of the organization for as long as I'm in education. I got a feeling you're helping. I know Ron and I, I bet you Ron and Adam are like loving having you on there. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I love Ron just, and Adam. They're awesome. Yeah, they're good guys. They really are. Yes. Okay. And, and I'm and I'm curious, and, and this is something I, don't, I guess everybody I'm talking to knows it, okay? The National Student Council. Are you involved heavily with National Student Council? You. So listen, so this is my 
fourth year being back at the secondary level. When I was in a different district, we did not participate. But now, you know, I'm so excited because as a middle school principal, to know that there's a national organization where my student leaders um, can be active is is a very exciting thing for me. And um, I love the fact that they are um, making major changes to the organization. Um, Some of the things that's happening is to really think about how do we give opportunities or create spaces for the leading voices in middle and high school leadership. You know, so a National Association mm-hmm. of Student Council, that is going to be a great opportunity to bring leaders amongst leaders together. I can't wait to see what um, that will look like in, in terms of advocacy and all of that. And here's the big thing about in National Association of Student Councils is that historically they have turned out even bigger leaders, for example, mayors, state representatives, right, of federal course. office holders, and educators. So the organization is really and truly developing future leaders, and that's something that's awesome. Um, we, they are also launching a National Student Council. That's going to be awesome as well because now we will have a national organization of student leaders that can speak up for everybody around our country. Um, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an amazing opportunity. And in addition to that, there will be a, a $100,000 scholarship. Um, really? So invest in our, yes, they invest in our students. So they'll have several scholarships, out, but it's a $100,000 scholarship uh, fund um, to offer um, 75 family, sorry, semi-finalists, $5,000, sorry, $1,000, and then $5,000 yep. to fi- five finalists. So they're trying to invest in our students. So you talk about an organization that gives a platform to our student leaders as well as invest in them for their future opportunities. You can't ask for more. And you, you must have a I, – I would have a feeling you have a pretty good student council at Henderson. Am I correct? So that was one of my missions for this year. So yeah. in the past, I call it like tier one. Tier one, I was trying to create an environment where all students feel yeah. socially, emotionally intact, right? But now right. what we're seeing, now that we've gotten everybody settled in that regard, now we're seeing our leaders rise up. So this year we've launched our – relaunch, I should say, our student council. Now we have student uh, community members coming in and working with our leaders. Today we have the fire chief coming in to work with our students. Um, so that, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about that. Oh, and National Association, yeah, National Association of Student Council, you know, just the fact that they, they, um, they have an, an area for middle school is, is something that I can't be more grateful for. Yeah, by the way, NASSP kind of manages National Student Council. And I'm curious, when you listen to the kids on Student Council, and you have, you're, you listen to everybody, what, what do they say? What, what's on their mind? When, when the Student Council has the time to speak, what, what's the top thing that comes up? I remember, when I, and again, when I was a kid and teacher, the, the, you ran for Student Council. Well, I can't promise you ice cream all day, but we can't, you know, that type. You know the old story. Right. Okay. But, but what's on the kids' mind? Does they sit on a student council these days? Let's just take Henderson Middle School. What, what's right. a, what do they bring up? What do they bring up? So I um, rallied my sixth grade council members, and I said, so we do our transition activities to kind of help fifth graders transition into middle school. Sure, so I pulled sure. them in and I said, Great. you know, I, how effective are we? in making sure that you guys feel ready for middle school and not have the anxieties about coming to a new building. And they gave us some really good feedback. They said, we don't like the 
so we would send videos um, so they can, we'd have like our kids record videos about middle school and send it. They're like, we don't like that. We want to see them in our building. We want to be able to ask them questions, um, you know, to be in person. And the whole, the only reason why we did the videos is because COVID, you know, we had to figure yeah. out how to make it happen with COVID. So because of their suggestion, we were able to do a full we have three elementary schools, so we 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 pulled all our student leaders and student in in, a, um, in whether they were athletes, student council members, or her or our honor students, created student teams, and they did a bus tour and they went to each elementary school and really talked to students about what middle school is like and how to prepare for middle school. So nice. what students are in essence nice. communicating to us is they need in-person contact. COVID is gone. They want us to be in in-person contact now. And that's one of the biggest things we're hearing from even seventh and eighth grade students. They don't want to be on the computers like that anymore. They want the old school. Yeah, paper that's pencil. exactly right. Yeah, they they're over <laughs> yeah. it. They're done. <laughs> I have to I have to tell you. Yeah, yeah, and you probably know this. Yesterday they were they, there was a snowstorm maybe two days ago now in New York, and they mm-hmm. decided they would make it like a, a digital day. Like the kids didn't right. really have off, but they would they would all be on their computers. Yeah, that yeah that worked out. Right, the kids don't want that anymore. <laughs> Okay. No, they don't you, want you, it. You, you know, that's good to tell the public. The kids, you're yeah. like, you kidding me? Okay. They don't. It, I it, think their computers are like the, the break for them. It's like a exactly break, a relief, but they don't yeah. want that to be their day-to-day. Exactly. Thank you. And one last question before we go. We do have to go, but I'm, there's a problem nationally with mm-hmm. chronic absenteeism. Okay. Chronic. It's terrible out there. You And you certainly yes, read the same articles I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? I'm just going to ask it this way. How was and how was it at Henderson? How is it at Henderson? And are you facing the same challenge? Or what's happening yes. with that? Yeah. So we were facing that it's challenge. It's everywhere, think, by the way. Yes, yeah. it is everywhere. everywhere. I think last year my average was 80-something percent in attendance. And it was because it became the norm to be to not be in school. Yeah. You think about it. Exactly. If you got sick with COVID, exactly. it's okay. Stay home. Feel better. Yeah. But the state of Georgia is not playing with Dr. Harris when it comes to getting academic achievement in place, right? If my kids don't perform, I have to answer for that. So, therefore, I need to make sure that my environment is is a safe place place for students so they want to come to school. Two, when they come here, teachers are teaching and giving them what they need so they feel like it's it's purposeful for them to come to school. And also to make sure parents understand the implications of what happens when students don't come. So what we've been doing, and shout out to my counselors, Dr. Leggett and Ms. Rankin, because um, they've been helping me keep up with this piece. So when students are, when they've missed three days, so the rule is three consecutive days, but for us it's any three days, my teachers have to call. And they have to call and talk to the parents about just, hey, I really missed your child in school. They missed three already. They're missing instructional time that's important, so I really need them here. Um, then when my counselors, when they get to five days, you know, we send a letter home, but typically we only send letters to unexcused, five days unexcused, but I'm asking my counselors to send it to five days period, because what you find is, oh, I, I have a headache. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have a headache. So your parents let yeah. you stay home. Now parents don't like yeah. it because they sent their notes, but what the conversation is, is all absences affect students to their achievement whether it's excused or not. Now, we do understand if it's the flu or COVID. We do understand that. It's, that's different. But well, somebody's sick, somebody's sick, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. You know, but a tummy ache, yeah. eat breakfast and come <laughs> on to school, you know. Yeah. So, but the biggest thing is we had to create an environment where kids feel safe. Because if they didn't feel safe here, especially cause, like exactly. I said, coming off of COVID, a lot of times kids did not know how to co- 
scary for some of them to come back into the building. Yeah. Even three years later, some of them are still scared, the ones who were on home, you know, homeschooling or something like that. But the environment is, is a more caring environment, so our kids don't mind coming. So now our average went from an 80-something percent. Now we're up to a 93% average. Good for, why am I not surprised? You know, I, you, you really got this together, Suzanne. I got to tell you, you really do. <laughs> I have an awesome okay, it, it's amazing. Uh, you, are, you are amazing. I'm going to leave it on that note. You are amazing. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. And I described you here on screen as a, a principal extraordinary extraordinaire and indeed you are okay Thank and you it's so just yeah, I mean, you've really done a great job you should be really proud of yourself your teachers your kids the whole smear okay yeah. and uh did you get a bag did you get a box of candy yesterday what'd you get for my kids i got i got love no 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 no, no no from, from oh mr. i thought you're talking about because you know mr. we said those nice notes to everybody what did mr <laughs> harris the newlywed get his wife i'm curious so, so we're going on a trip this weekend because I have a holiday of our fall. Oh, right. Sorry, not fall. Three winter break weekend, is next right, week. Right. Yes. So no, we get a whole week off next week. <laughs> so um, we're going to be doing the, the the adult Valentine's this weekend, but we did our kids yesterday. We, okay, we good. To celebrate them. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Yes. Okay, you better take good care of Suzanne. Me. That's all you, I have you to say. say Valent- yeah, you say Valentine's. I think about my kids. I'm like, oh, yes, they send me yeah, love notes and email. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, Suzanne, this is delightful to know you. Thank you so much. I really mean it. Thank you. It's just great. Thank you, Larry, for giving You me have a good day and a great trip next week. Have fun. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> what a great lady. Dr. Suzanne Harris. Okay, now Harris since October, NASSP board member. I got all this linked in the principal of Henderson Middle School down in uh, Jackson, Georgia. Okay, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. My name's Larry Jacobs. Great show. Thank you, NASSP and Adam and everybody over there. Thanks for listening. <laughs>